Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Oh boy, I'm doing a live Why Won't You Date Me Tuesday, May 25th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 5, 6, 6, 7, 7, 8 p.m. <laughs> Eastern. My guest was titled Miss Congeniality on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 11. You'll never guess, it's Nina West. We're going to chat. We're going to do um, an audience Q&A at the end. And listen, if you can't make the live show, the broadcast will be available for up to a week later to watch. Check the episode notes for the ticket link or check the link in my dang bio. tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could take me up in a hot air balloon and push me out. I would still date you. <laughs> My guest today. Oh, boy. I'm very excited. You've seen him on Black Monday. You've heard his voice on Big Mouth. You've seen him in, uh, in Veep, fresh off the boat. Oh, boy. He's got podcasts, Unspooled, How Did This Get Made?, he uh he was the executive producer on a little watch show called Party Over Here. <laughs> He's the husband to June Diane Raphael. It's Paul Shear. I am so excited to be here. What a great introduction. And I want to talk about one thing that you just said immediately, which mm-hmm. is you said if someone pushed you out of a hot air balloon, you would still date them. <laughs> And I once shot something in a hot air balloon, a sketch for Human Giant. And we were up there with a real hot air balloon guy. Mm -hmm. And we said to him, like, 
you know, what's the main clientele that you get? And he's like, well, mostly proposals. You know, we normally bring mm-hmm. people up here to do that. And we're like, well, what happens if it goes badly? And he goes, oh, it, it, it happens a lot, a lot more than <laughs> you think. You know, they get up in a hot air balloon. Now, the thing with a hot air balloon is like, it really is in control. The wind controls the mm-hmm. balloon. It's not like, so he's like, it's, it's so hard because it will go bad. And then I have to figure out how to get us down quickly, but I can't get us down quickly because the balloon, like we need to land in the right spot. He's like, it is, he's like, it's the most panicked I ever am. Cause I'm also supposed to not be there. Like he's like, I try to blend mm-hmm. into the background and it's a basket that is maybe like two feet by four feet. So you, you can't really hide. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so he's like, but he tries to make himself real small. Like the idea of that moment, like it doesn't go well. And then the balloon guy like, uh-huh. oh, well, there's a field, there's a field. We can get that field right now. <laughs> That's so funny to think about. I guess people never think past I'm proposing. Yeah. Like, well, if you do a public proposal, you're involving somebody else. Oh, it's a lot. And I know that there's like people who hire like these photographers to go like take pictures of them while they do it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't do that for my proposal because like I think what I realized with proposing is it should be, well, okay, for me. I liked it that it was a private moment, right? Because I don't mm-hmm. want to make a big grand statement because it's like, I don't need to bring everybody in on that. Like, I'll have a party. We'll do all that other stuff. But like in that one moment, you are making a giant commitment. You're saying something like, I don't need everyone to pop out of the bushes with champagne. Like, I want to celebrate <laughs> with the person that I'm with. And when I did it with June, um, it, you know, I always know with June and my time dating her and everything being with her that I can't get her to a second location. Like it's never like mm-hmm. dinner in a movie. It's like mm-hmm. dinner or a movie. And so we really lucked out right before quarantine started where we found places that served dinner and a movie at the same mm-hmm. time. Uh, but um, so the whole day that I knew I was going to propose, I was like, we're going to go to this dinner at this great restaurant. And oh, you know what? On the way back home, I want to stop at this one spot. And I mm-hmm. knew I had to seed that early in the day because if I was had any attempt at getting her to the second location, I really needed to like make sure that it was not a surprise. And you know, as it turned out, we had our dinner and then I was like, Oh, I really wanted to bring you to this place. And she was like, Oh, I'm tired. I knew. And I was like, Oh no. I was like, well, please come on, come on. And, uh, and we go and it was, it was this beach at night. And what happens at this beach at night was like, there's like all these like giant bonfires. It was really beautiful. And we found our own little nook and cranny away from a lot of people. And I asked him to propose, which is a whole story. But that at the end. Well, tell it. I, 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 all right. All right. Come <laughs> all right. on. All right. Give me the dirt. Give me the right. juice. So I guess I, I guess I may have. <laughs> Here's the thing. We were not one of those couples that like talked about getting married before we did it. Uh, we were not one of those couples that like went and picked out a ring. Like I, mm-hmm. I know that a lot of couples are like, this is the ring I want. If you ever going to do it, like do it with this ring. Um, I woke up one morning and we had been going out for a long time. And I was like, I think I want to like marry June. And I didn't never really had that thought in my head. Like, like not in the sense of like, I did not think I just, you know, it just it kind mm-hmm. of like, yeah. we just it felt like really organic. And, and I remember thinking to myself, like, all right, I love this feeling. I'm into this feeling. Let me give it a, a month and let me see where I am in a month. And like, a I don't month? know. A month? A <laughs> month and, uh, and like see where I'm at. And um, 
you know, and, and a month passes and I feel the exact same way. And, and maybe even then that month, like looking at it and, and, and being more confident in my decision. And I start, you know, and I start going looking for a ring and I do this whole thing. And in and, and many respects, very much without June as part of the equation, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Um, and so when I when I brought her down to this beach, I proposed to her and her reaction to me was anger. <laughs> Anger, and she was like, "What, what the fuck are you doing?" She's watching me right now. She's watching me tell the story in the other room, looking. But she was angry at me. Thought it was a bit because I I had done. Marriage never, not once. Okay, as she said over here, she said, "I never brought up marriage, not even once." And I think what made it worse was you want to come and just like pop in and just say, "All right." So she's listening. She's gonna. (laughs) <laughs> she said, I never brought up marriage, which I think what made it worse for you, June, was that you had lunch with your friends that week and you literally said to your friends, like, I don't think we're going to get married. Yes. And every time I brought up marriage, you said, I think I, you weren't into it. You, you said a number of times. This is not true. It's, she said that I said a number of times I was not into marriage. <laughs> I didn't say that. I just didn't, you know, look, I didn't know if it was a necessary uh, part of the equation, but I wasn't like against marriage. It was not <laughs> against, you want to come and you want to stand far away. It's an audio podcast. Tell gonna, June to come on over. Just come on. You're not, not going to be on camera. Yeah. There you is go. Is Nicole? Yeah. Nicole. It's me. <laughs> Hi, June. Hi, my love. I am doing some just like light fact checking. Okay. From the other room. <laughs> I like it. I love it. I want to hear your side of this now. Well, I know I'm not a guest, but I just kind of come in real quick and say because I do feel like I have just to justify my reaction. I genuinely like just please know Nicole that he had never once, not a single time we had been together for six years, not a single time had six brought up years, thank Paul. you. Six years had Come never on. brought up wanting to be married. That's not true. When it babe, it went so I when I say I was stunned. We talked about having kids. Yes, but I thought we were gonna be like a Goldie Hawn Kurt Russell type. Okay, got it. You know, which I had like reconciled. And so I was really, and I was much more positive about the idea. And he had never, not once, said he, it was something he was interested in. So please just know that when you hear what well, my then, reaction was, because well, I was genuinely okay, well, how do you thought remember he was it? doing a bit. How do you, yeah, and how I, do you, and you then my anger was like, my anger was honestly like, I felt that he had left me out. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, I feel like this is a valid reaction. I would also in six years if somebody never mentioned marriage, I'd be like, Great, we're not gonna do that. And then they proposed, I'd be like, Well go fuck you. This is not Absolutely. it. Fuck you very much. <laughs> Absolutely. And I felt I felt very angry. Do you remember how you angry. reacted? Yes, I was yelling at you and screaming at you, and I was mad, mad, mad. Um, I popped up. I popped up from my uh, unbended knee because it seemed like it was going south real quick. I felt like I was in that hot air balloon. Um, And now I feel badly, but I'm like, but at the same time, and he said something beautiful that night, which was like, I definitely wanted to do this gesture, but from here on out, we make every decision together because I felt like I was not a part of it, mm-hmm. you know, and it felt yeah. very strange. And I gotta to say though, I here's the thing, and I, and and for all your listeners who are out there who have done this, I, it's no slight on you. I just didn't want to do that thing where we agree that we're I'm going to ask you, then we look at the ring together, and then I like mm-hmm. drop it on you at some point. I think that that's a little like 
I wanted a little bit of that surprise. Now, Boy, did it? Was it a surprise? I did. A, I did that. Why? Oh me! I did oh ask. I did ask her dad. I did all the traditional. Oh, that's yeah, cute. that was. But was truly, very... it seemed like it was all behind your back. It. It was. But that's how it's supposed to be, right? Isn't that the thing? I, I, it's not like a. It's not like I bought a house or used a credit card. <laughs> I felt betrayed. <laughs> And that's how you're supposed to start holy matrimony by being betrayed. Exactly. Yeah. The fearing, feeling of betrayal and upsetment. Okay, Nicole, I love you. Be well. I love I'll, you. I'll, I'll, I've got an ear I've got one ear on this conversation. So I'll come okay. in again if I have All to. Right. Yeah, I should pop. <laughs> if I have to. I love it. Thank you, so, June. Um so when we were on the beach and and then that the initial like response kind of subsided. Uh we you know, we did kiss and we were like just you know there in this moment of like a little bliss and all i hear is this voice from the distance get a room and it was like a 12 year old (laughs) kid on a sand dune like watching this whole thing we never saw him like but he was like watch the whole thing happen get a room and it was the best ending of that night's proposal of just like having that kid underscore and that is why i i think by the way also june's reaction is why i believe that everyone should do it privately because actually Mm -hmm. i think we were able to like we were able to like reconcile all these things. And we actually had a really nice night. And we took like that night into, I would think like maybe the midpoint of the next day before we even told anybody. Uh, and mm-hmm. that was actually, that was kind of great. Like we had like our time to, uh, to do it. And I feel like that that's my, my word of advice to uh, anybody out there that is planning on getting married and, and take a long shot. You know, maybe the ring won't be perfect. You can always switch it back. You can figure out the get return a new policies. Ring. Yeah. It's not a permanent thing. Yeah, but it's Did you nice. have to get a new ring? No. She liked my ring. Oh, she liked it very, okay. very much. She liked it very, very much. And um it was stolen uh recently <gasps> right off oh, her no. hand. Uh while Wait, she was how? Shooting. what? Um she was shooting a movie, uh long shot that and they were shooting, I forget I feel like they were shooting in Colombia. I could be wrong. Um, they were shooting uh, in, in some area that was far away and she was getting on a boat and some mm. man who was helping her get on the boat, like, oh, let me help you. I'll hold your hand as you get on the boat. And in that moment, just whoosh, pulled that ring wow. right off. And so then I had to go. And so what I did, here's another thing that I did in secret. She told me that she was so upset about it. So the minute I hung up the phone with her, I frantically called the place where I bought the ring. And I was like, can mm-hmm. I find it? And then now the place that I bought it, they had closed down, but there was another one in Texas and I found it. And they're like, well, we have this one, but we don't, it's not the exact same style. But then we, we searched for it. I found it. I got it shipped to me. I got the ring and I was able to give her a, I, I would say actually um, a plussed up version of the ring. I got her. It's still, it's still like, it's better, but it mm-hmm. is the same ring. Yeah. I love that. That's so sweet that you did that. And honestly, it's good advice for anyone who wants a different ring but doesn't know how to tell their partner. Have someone in Colombia steal it. (laughs) Right (laughs) off your finger. But by the way, that's why I don't actually travel a lot with my wedding ring on. She didn't realize it was happening at the time. She's stunning. She realized he gave her a firm grip. Uh, I mean, not these are details that I feel like I I covered. Uh, But the... (laughs) But uh, well, okay, yeah. I don't think I was alluding to the fact that you understood you were getting uh, robbed. Uh, the the <laughs> she um, but 
Uh, How did you guys meet? Because you guys fit together so well. (laughs) We do. I love her so much. Um, We met at the UCB Theater, which was in New York City at the time. Um, Well, it still is in New York City. She was coming out of NYU. She had done this really hilarious show at NYU that Owen Burke, the artistic director, had seen there. Uh, They were both in classes, taking classes, but this show was like the talk of the town, her and Casey Wilson. And um, they came over to UCB and they they were asking some of the people in the comedy community to kind of watch and just give them notes because they were coming more Mm -hmm. from, they just done a really funny show out of NYU. And then Mm -hmm. they were going to go to the Aspen Comedy Festival. So I had seen um, their show and I went backstage to give uh, notes or thoughts or whatever, or just say hi, actually. That was actually it because I was going to go have lunch with them to give them some thoughts. And um, June completely uh, like gave me, uh, like just blew me off. Like really was Mm -hmm. uh, like, not like, and not even rude, just like had no time to even just a a nice greeting. Like I was invited there to do this. It wasn't like I was like, let me give you Uh some notes. Right. So she kind (laughs) of blew me off. So I had a a nice relationship with Casey there, but then we went out to um, lunch and we had both kind of gotten out of these long-term relationships and we were being single for the first time. I think at that point, maybe June was in the middle of like a kind of a short-term relationship. I think I was, I was kind of playing it when I talked to her a little bit more loose because I kind of liked her, but I didn't know mm-hmm. where I should be, where I should be saying I was. And then that kind of developed into like a year long back and forth where it was very like New York city esque, which I love. Like we would, see each other at parties and then we would go leave the party and then go get dinner and hang Mm -hmm. out and then, you know, stay out until all hours of the night, but then like not kiss or anything like that. But then like, I think we were both leaving going like, Oh, but we were also dating people too. So it wasn't like we weren't doing anything weird. We were just kind of like, we kept on meshing and we lived very close to each other or we grew up very close to each other. We were friends. June saying we were friends. We were friends. We were friends. And so it just kind of grew organically. And then there came a point where we both weren't dating anybody. And then it just kind of, uh, it worked out. Although, let me tell you this, Nicole. This okay. is the worst. This is the worst part of the story. And I'm sorry. I feel like I've not let you really even ask a question yet. It's uh, okay. I just like hearing about it. I um, One of my favorite things is listening to someone talk about their partner that they really love. Oh, it, because it's, it radiates and you're like, it just it, it, like, I've just, I haven't stopped smiling. It, like I like hearing about it. Well, I, I, I enjoy telling it. So we, all right. So June and I were in this zone where we couldn't quite just figure out like what we were. Right. And mm-hmm. it was sort of like, cause it was a little bit more than friends, but it wasn't in, in a way, you know what? It was just a weird middle ground. So, we decide to go out to dinner. Like, let's go out to dinner. And it felt like that was going to be a little bit more of a date. We're going to go out to dinner and we're going to go dancing at this place called Don Hills, which is like this dance club. Like they did an 80s night or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And we went out to dinner and we were having a great, like a great time. Like it was like, oh, this is working. This is not like after a, a night out. Like we made an intentional plan. We're having a great time. It's really working out great. And then my friend who was dating one of her friends Mm-hmm. They both came in because they were going to join us for dancing. They were drunk. They were like happy hour <laughs> drunk. Mm-hmm. And they came down, changed the whole mood, right? Because all of a sudden, like we're having this like sweet romantic kind of time. And then they're like, whoa, let's uh-huh. party. And then two drunk people. Yeah. So we're like, okay. And then we kind of get on that zone. And 
we're we go to this dance club and we are having fun. We're actually having fun. Like we're dancing, we're doing everything. And then um, what happens here is, this is how I see it. My friend comes back to me and is like, hey, just so you know, she's not really into you. She likes you as a friend, but that's about it. And I was like, oh. oh. And it was like a dad, like Nicole, it was like a dagger that like went through, like, cause like imagine like having the best date mm-hmm. and then be like, no, everything that you've felt is not, it's, this is, hey. it's a tease right now. Like, oh, and I got like, it just gutted me. Here she's standing over my shoulder again. Uh, <laughs> I feel, I see the eyes watching. Um, <laughs> Well, but yeah, but it's not your fault. So, uh, so she, so I feel gutted. If you want to just, I mean, you, the standing over my shoulder is making me nervous. Okay. Um, so I feel gutted here. And here's the moment that was a good moment for me, which was I made a very conscious decision. I said, you know what? I'm having such a good time tonight and I'm having such a good time with her. My normal instinct would be to go home. I would mm-hmm. be like, pack my shit, get out of here. I'm, I'm embarrassed myself. I'm mm-hmm. a fucking idiot. I'm done. And I didn't. I was like, you know what? I had this like moment of Zen where I was like, this is fun. I'm having a good time. Okay. She didn't like me, but you know what? This is fun. Why would I leave something that is fun? And I continued to dance with her and we had a great time. And there was no energy that was like, oh, she's not into me. But there was, mm-hmm. but I was just, and I just kind of went with it. And then we walked home. And that was the night that we had our first kiss. And I Aww. was shocked because when it all went down i was like wait what's going wait wait i hold Mm -hmm. on because i had already adjusted myself to this new reality so then it was it took us a while to connect our stories and find out that our two friends went to the bathroom they were both playing coy for both of us so she was oh. like, does he like her? And she was like, I don't know. Does she like him? I don't know. I think they're like friends. So they both screwed us over because they both knew that we both liked each other, but they were trying uh-huh. to hold their cards close. Uh-huh. So they basically sent us both signals that we were not interested in each other. And Wait if, a minute. Are you yeah. still friends with these people? We are. We are. And I think it's, mm. I know, I think, but I don't think it was done intentionally with malice. I think it's like one of those things where, Hey, look, you're younger and you feel like, oh, I don't want to reveal my friend as being into somebody. But if I would have went home, it would have been, I would never have reached out to June again, really. I would have mm-hmm. just, you know, but I stuck it through and she stuck it through and we walked home together. I'm so glad we did because that, that really then, I mean, it made it more confusing because I was like, well, what does this mean? Um, and I didn't want to, yeah, that was like, it, it was a, a pregnant pause and then we kind of figured it all out. But yeah, that was a real, that was a tough moment. We got through that moment. Both those people mm-hmm. were at our wedding. So they did come they to our wedding. They shouldn't have been. You, ah. I would have been like, the wedding might not have happened because of you people. I know, but isn't it funny like how that kind of stuff can happen? Like you, cause you can, I think you're so vulnerable when you are dating and you don't want to like open yourself up too much because I think maybe it's a high school thing. Maybe it's like a, a middle age thing or I mean a middle school thing where you're like, if she knows I like her, uh, I'm mm-hmm. weak or I'm this or, you know, and you feel like you're so vulnerable and I feel like your friends do that. Like they do kind of like get in the way or, or build you up or take you out. Like, well, don't, don't, who cares? Don't do it. Like they can almost talk you out of a, mm-hmm. a good relationship because they're protecting you from being too vulnerable, I think, or some level, something like that. I don't know. I think that makes sense. I'm the opposite. I'm like, oh, 
you seem to like me. Great. I love you. Whether I, <laughs> whether I actually like them or not, I'm like, okay, you like me. This is good for me. <laughs> Wait, how long have you guys been together total? I think we're like at total like over 15 years. That's such a nice long time. Yeah, it's a long, long time. We dated for six. We've been married for 10. Yeah, we had our 10-year anniversary last year. This year is our 11th year. Yeah, so like, yeah, 15, 16 years. We just had our anniversary of our first date in January. So we have all these like little, I mean, we didn't, either of us acknowledge it. It's in our calendar. And I heard June acknowledge (laughs) it to somebody else, but we didn't acknowledge (laughs) it to each other. Um, But yeah, we did like a nice thing for our 10-year anniversary. It's, It's pretty amazing. And I... I think I got into trouble with this because I was talking to somebody about like love and mm-hmm. the whole idea of like what love is. And I think like, like I think there's like three or I don't know, three, uh, like there's a stage of love where it is like that lust, like when you're first like into somebody where you're just like, I want to fuck, I want to like have fun. I want to like, mm-hmm. this is the person like, and that is awesome. And that will fade ultimately however long i mean you know and then you have to go a little bit deeper right you have to be like Mm -hmm. well what else is here because we have to continue and you can have that kind of big attraction and then it's got to dwindle down and it's it's so funny because we were talking about like the relationships that make the biggest impact on you like sometimes you know it's sort of like well i wouldn't compare the love that i have with june to something that was like a fleeting thing but sometimes those fleeting things can hold like a very strong part in your memory. Like, I don't know if you've ever Mm -hmm. like had like a hookup or, or had a very short term thing, but you're like, Oh, in my, in my pantheon of relationships, that one is above the other ones. And I was trying Mm -hmm. to figure out like what, what that is, because obviously nothing tops June, but there are these things that you look at your career of, of dating. You're like, Oh, right. There, there were these things. And it's all different lengths. Like sometimes a long relationship I was in, I wouldn't put in that pantheon. Oddly mm-hmm. enough, Interesting. You know, yeah, it's sort of like I think a way it makes you feel or something like that. I don't know. Are you a serial monogamous? Do you go from relationship to relationship? Um, ish. Or did you? Did I like? I guess. I mean, it's been so long. Uh, I definitely, I definitely dated. I would have like I think about a year break in between relate like a long relationship but then i was in like i think i am very selective about who i like because i think i see it and this is so i don't mean to see it like this but i feel like i see it almost like a chess game in a way like i'm like looking at Mm -hmm. it too analytically so i'm not like into a super casual thing like i've um and and, like i'm like oh i don't like that person that that thing rubs me the wrong way i I don't know i I can't i can't do it and it's not like it's it's a myriad of different factors but i feel like between my long-term relationship that I was in for a while. And then before dating June, I definitely was like a lot more, uh, I'm going to date and it'd be fun. And it, and it was actually, it was fun, but it was like, it was a little bit unfulfilling. Honestly, that's for me again. It was like a little bit like, okay, it was fine. But it wasn't like, I was like, oh, I didn't really, there wasn't anybody in there that was like, that made me like, be like, oh, I want like, and I, I guess what I felt like in that time was I felt people like sometimes being like, oh, I want this to be more than what it is and that was really hard for me so i feel like that was made me like back off because i was like i don't know I, I felt like bad like i was giving out wrong signals or something like that and i don't know how to like i don't know how to hold that back or i don't know i was like we're having fun but i'm not like i mean i, I don't want to be like that typical guy who's like oh yeah this is like you know but i'm like but that was i just yeah i don't know i wasn't fully in so i feel like i mm-hmm. kind of like i tried to make myself more casual because i didn't want to give people wrong signals does that make sense i don't know that does make sense I'm very much like, 
I don't like casual things. I would prefer if after the second date of someone was like, I don't see this going anywhere to just be like, Nicole, I don't see this going anywhere. We can Me hang out too. and fuck or like we could be done depending on like what you need. But people yes. don't talk like that. And I wish they did. We need it. Like who will we protect? That's exactly how I feel. Like honestly, like that, like I went on a lot of like one or two dates and it was like, and some people I'm friends with still to this day. And it was great. And it's great. And but you're right. Like, I think that there, I think that there also needs to be like that, like a clearer delineation of like the fuck buddy mm-hmm. relationship role. And I think people are so like, you really need two cool people to agree on that. <laughs> you know, like, 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 you know, it's like, you, uh-huh. like, it's like, it's like an honesty that needs to be there and be like, this is what we have agreed to. Let's go. But I don't know. I feel like everyone's always, always going to get hurt. Again, I've been out of the game for so long. It's even crazy that I'm like trying to even I analyze dating. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you've missed out on all of the apps. I know. And let me tell you, Paul, you're not really missing anything. They're hard to navigate and everyone is bad. Well, here's the thing. I, I'm obsessed with it. Like I'm obsessed with, and again, cause I don't have to be on it. I'm not looking for anything on it, but I'm like, all right. So there's that one uh, app called like Raya. I don't know if you're mm-hmm. on Raya, right. But Raya is like, I guess it was billed as like the celebrity app or whatever, you know, it was like, and, and I would look at people's like Raya profiles and they all have to pick a song. It's like Instagram, but you have to pick a song. And it's like, mm-hmm. what's the song that you have? And what's the picture that you have? And are you shirtless? And are you like, like showing your best life? And I'm like, I want, to go so deep in that like I love that like I'm like get I want to just voyeuristically look at that and not even to make I'm not even to make fun I'm just like what are people putting out there and like mm-hmm. what are these conversations like because it's so cold I mean it's, it's like cold calling it's like when you call up for like a yeah. political candidate or something like that uh-huh. like but now for as a woman are you just getting like is it just like an immediate like you're like creep or like or like yeah like where what's the creep to like okay interesting uh-huh. conversation ratio Interesting conversations happen, I would say, very rarely. Like, one out of ten people will have something interesting to say. A lot of it is like, how's your week been? What are your plans for the weekend? And people have not adjusted it since COVID. Uh, And I'm like, my week was boring. The weekend will be more of yesterday. (laughs) Like, we're not (laughs) doing anything. What do you think the secret is? Like, Do you think that you need to come in, like, almost like, like the game, I don't know if you know the game, like the game, like that guy who, you know, you, you game that women. That man who wore a, fe- a fedora yeah, and told peacocking. you to neg women, like fucking yeah. insult them and they'll love you. I think, here's why I think that that guy is right. Not in the insulting women, but I think it's, he's right in the idea of, there's something I read in that book, because we did a sketch on it on Human Giant, and I got mm-hmm. obsessed with him too. I'm obsessed, and I watched the show Pickup Artist on VH1. It was great. Um, <laughs> but I thought there was something great. Like he said that there was a, you would go up to a girl at a bar and say, oh my God, do you see that fight outside? And the girl would be like, oh no. And he's like, oh, it's crazy. There's two mm-hmm. guys, this guy. And it was like, so you, you initiate a conversation with some, I mean, yes, it's a lie. A but lie. It, but it gets you into something. Like, so I guess in my mind, it would be like, and I, I'm trying to figure out the non-dickish way of doing it, but like, I can't ask you what your week is going to be. Like, I'm not going to ask you what your weekend is, but I'm going to be like, hey, look, I just want to ask you, I can't date you unless you like, adventures in babysitting or like you know like mm-hmm. like you know like some sort of a bold at least is engaging you on some level like you can come back to that on some you know i don't know is that wrong am i being totally off base or like i don't know like what the way to how do you get in no i think that's interesting to be like 
uh, we can go out, but you have to like this movie. I'd be like, oh, that's fun. That's right. a unique way to do it. For a hot second on Bumble, because the lady has to initiate, I was asking people weird questions like, would you rather turn into a potato at midnight <laughs> or <laughs> like ride a giraffe for six hours every Saturday? By the way, and- that's what I'm talking about. Like that, that, yes. So that, like, that is like, but by the way, because it's something to like, you can see a personality on you and the other person, the way they respond. And it's like, that's all you want, right? I think. Yes. But I will tell you, people would respond. They would make these weird questions so boring. Ugh. So boring. Aye. Because for me, if someone was like, would you want to ride a giraffe for six hours every Saturday or turn into a potato at night? I would be like, well, what are the rules of the potato? Do I have a roommate? Yeah. Can the roommate eat me? Do I have to travel to the giraffe? I'd be like, give me, like, I, it would turn into a conversation. Yeah, it's a conversation starter. Like, that. that's what I'm saying. Like, I would initiate that way. I always thought that that was the interesting part. Like, you initiate in a way that, like, is not just, like, how was your day, right? Because it's never mm-hmm. going to be good. It, it's the same thing with real real conversations. It's like, you get stuck in, like, par- I mean, parties. But you, and you, you've <laughs> been such a long time. But <laughs> Remember a party? Oh, boy. <laughs> But like you have to, you do have to like work that beginning really hard. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, and, and I think, you know, it's like, and I think you have to like find some reason to like connect. And I feel like people are too, like, what do they want you to say? Like, oh yeah, this weekend I'm going, like, like you have to, it puts it all on you. It gives you nothing. It gives you mm-hmm. nothing. Like they give you nothing about themselves. Yeah. So that, but it's interesting how like, I feel like there's a lot of sad sacks on these things too. I also think a lot of people are sad. I think people are more sad in general, just in this world than they care to admit. Yes. And don't you think that that this has brought this out in a way? Like, I feel like people are almost okay with their sadness, but Mm -hmm. I also think that like people are again, talking about that vulnerability thing. I remember my, my sister-in-law told me this story and, and she found this guy on on a, a dating site and they're talking and she's like, well, do you have any like, dream they were out they 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 had progressed their relationships she said do you have any dreams or you know things you want to accomplish in life and he said oh man you know sometimes i just sit in my car and i pretend like i'm spider-man and i would be like how cool would it be if i had like webs and i would just be able to swing over traffic and she's like oh so you want to get out of traffic he's like yeah it would be so cool to be able to swing over traffic and I was like, and that to me, like, sums up internet dating. I was like, I was like the, your dream is to just get out of traffic as Spider. Not like I want to be Spider Man because that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's that's got its whole other Pandora's box of issues. Mm-hmm. But but I just want to be Spider Man to get home quicker out of that's traffic. Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be Spider Man. You know, tired of sitting in my car. I don't like red lights. Yeah, but then I'm. I would truly be like. That doesn't, what are you going to like web your car with you? You're just going to leave your car in the traffic? I, yeah. Sir, this is a very bad dream. It is I, flawed. It's like, but if anyone ever asked you like, what's your <laughs> dream? My, it's my dream? <laughs> That's my dream? It's like, well, my dream, I guess, is to get a solid eight hours of sleep. What's yours? <laughs> well, let me ask you a question because I, 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 I love the show. I think you are absolutely fantastic as a human being forget you as like a a personality and comedian because we all know that we got you got that locked up we don't have to worry about that but i'm saying as far as like why won't people date you Mm -hmm. let me ask you let me ask you two questions yes first of all do you find that unfortunately the world that you are in 
is it's tricky, right? Because you are in a comedy world, an acting world, and and we see the same people a lot of times. So mm-hmm. you and there's a, an energy of like I don't want to really date inside this thing, or I have dated it. Like so, kind of like auto, automatically, a lot of your social hangs involve the same. It's hard mm-hmm. to get new people in that ecosystem. Yes. Um. So with that being said, would you ever do? And I've heard about this, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe I would have done that if I was single. Group dating where it's like they it's like 15 people and you're all going roller skating or 15 people and you're all Mm -hmm. going bowling so you're all single no one is putting a match together for you Uh but you're all doing this thing you're gonna learn karate you're all gonna do wine tasting you're gonna do what whatever the group activity was i think from my other sister-in-law it was like bowling night Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like, and they had some way to switch it up so you're playing with a bunch of different people throughout the whole night. Would you do something like that? So it's kind of like speed dating, just like updated. Yeah, because it's like, but like without the pressure of speed dating, because speed dating is mm-hmm. like, I'm connecting with you. Like, this is a casual, like, oh, you said something funny here. It wasn't even necessarily towards me, but I like that. Or like, you can kind of figure out who you want to approach or mm-hmm. pull away from. And there's no one there trying to either reject you or put, you know, it's like, hey, this is like, it, it, it creates like a, a fake ecosystem. It like stocks the pond. Would you, I mean, and obviously you're a celebrity and you, you know, people know you, but would that be something that would be appealing to you? I don't think so specifically mm-hmm. because I feel like a group setting with a bunch of people I don't know mm-hmm. is a pressure that I don't ever want to put on myself. Okay. That's interesting. Cause like, I guess it's like when I go do shows, it's for a bunch of strangers Mm -hmm. and I go, here's the funniest thoughts I have. I hope you like them. And then it's like, okay, so I'm going to bowl with a group of people I don't know. Well, will I be good at bowling? I'm pretty competitive. So that's going to come out. Right. And then I'm like, I'm going (laughs) to, I need to make these people laugh because I want these strangers to like me. How will I connect with the, I think it's just like, it's too much. So how do you like, ideally, how would you like to meet somebody? Like what is your your, uh, best way in? I guess it would be nice if like one of these dates from the apps worked out or if a friend had a friend, I've Mm -hmm. never been set up because a lot of my friends are like, well, they're single for a reason. Uh, right. And then, you know, people coming off a divorce, <laughs> mm. you know, they need a little bit of time. So I, I think it would be nice if a friend set me up with somebody. Can I tell you what I've noticed as, as, a, as a straight male uh, in L.A.? There are a lot of women that I know that are perfect candidates for a, a, a girlfriend, a wife or whatever, a partner, just a partner. Mm-hmm. And the guy quality is not as high because I feel like the women who are available, like you don't go, she's single for a reason, but mm-hmm. almost all the guys are like, eh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, cause June will ask me sometimes, well, what about that person? I'm like, eh, <laughs> like, you know, it's like, like there is an, en- there is an energy sometimes when you get past a 40 something and you have not, locked it down on some level like that you have to be and i know you're not that i'm just saying but on a guy's side it's dangerous it's a dangerous Mm -hmm. because it's also like then you're almost like then you're almost having to like reinvent them because they're like so stuck in their ways yeah that then you're like oh well now i'm fucked here too i gotta like you gotta do so much work it's too much work i feel like there needs to be a better way for women to find good men and i feel like la is not the not the spot. I feel like good men get, I guess I, I think good men get 
eaten up a lot quicker than yes. than or yeah than uh, than women. And then that's obviously in a heterosexual heterosexual relationship. I don't know how mm-hmm. it goes in the other way, but that's what I've noticed. I don't really know how it goes in the other way either. But uh, I do feel like women have been taught and conditioned to be like, get married, get married young, have kids. You got to find a man. And then men are taught to be like, you can do that or you can play the field and have a very nice time. You can fuck whoever you want and nobody's going to care. You're going to be like a stallion or whatever they call gentlemen who fuck. And then it's like, you're a slut. You sleep around, you fucking slut. Right. Yeah. Although I have to say, I've heard some guys who've been called sluts though too. You, you, You get in a certain pond for a little while and people people will talk i will say this um there is like you're right like there's this thing like i remember this guy he said to me like i was dating june early on and i was moving out to la i was in new york and i was moving out to la and i had at this point i think human giant had been on or whatever best week ever whatever it was it was early on in my career and and he was like i can't believe that you are like dating someone right now like don't you want to like go out to LA and like date a young starlet Mm -hmm. and the thought of that was like so like weirdly gross to me I was like ooh, like Mm -hmm. like like it's like but like it's like do I want to date this thing that doesn't like what even what is that like what is that it's like it's like I don't like it's not like you like oh no no you would give up the person that you actually have a connection with that you're like uh-huh. you know it's not like oh wouldn't you like to date this other person that is also really cool it's and like, does no, all this, just this idea of a person an idea like an idea of like and that like that to me was oh but I feel like I've heard that conversation so many times and I've seen two of those people that have talked like that living that life to this day and they've never really? dated a young never dated a young starlet um and and only have heard weird stories about them uh, mm-hmm. you know uh so there uh, i don't know yeah i can't imagine dating anyone for cuz i feel like when people are like i want to date a young starlet it's like i want to date someone who's aesthetically pleasing to other people's eyes I might not even connect with the fucking person, but I just want people to see me with this person, which yeah. to me is insane. Uh, I guess it's because I'm a fat lady that I'm just like, oh, I guess I don't have a body that is like uh, considered desirable to most. So for me, I'm like, maybe someone won't date me because they don't want to be seen with me. But I'm like, I just want to be with someone who's nice and funny and like hot to me, which might not be hot to everybody. But that's what I think everybody is, right? It's like it's like that that idea, like it just needs to be hot to you. But mm-hmm. I think there is something interesting also probably, and you've probably talked about this too, like about being like a female comedian. Like you are you I imagine on some level are intimidating to people who might know you, right? Know you mm-hmm. as this thing because it's like, oh, she can cut me down. She can do this thing. Do you feel that? Do you feel like there's a little hesitancy on that at level ever? Like that people are nervous to be like, oh, I don't, I'm, I'm going to be too nerdy for her. I'm going to be not mm-hmm. cool enough for her. Yeah. Well, I've had people, it, it's either like uh, they're the funny ones in their relationship. Mm. So like we'll have a good conversation and then, like a up like a upmanship is that it yeah yeah one upmanship one, yeah. a one upmanship happens where i'll say something funny and they're like what about this and i'm like oh okay and then but also i do improv so i'm like if that's true what else is true? i i I, yeah. I can you know heighten anything to you know, to crazy or whatever so then and i felt like it was one guy in particular i felt like would get mad at me when i said something funnier that's than him hilarious. for the second time and then i'd be like all right i guess i'd be quiet now it was just a very tough thing to navigate i did a talk show one time 
it was like one of my first, you know, things when I was first kind of doing something and it was, you know, uh, a talk show host and they were like, okay, so you go out there and if you say something funny, that person might respond to you with a funny thing. Don't, whatever you do, don't say something funny after that person has said the funny thing. Uh huh. And I was like, oh, okay, wow. Okay, sure. <laughs> it was like warning me not to like one up or not one up, but play along. Like when have you ever been in a conversation where you've even thought about it? Like, I'm not like, okay, how about this? It was just like, well, uh-huh. that's the conversation. We've just, we're joking. Like I just thought that that was like a funny warning. Like do not do not, if they make a joke, you don't say anything. I was don't like, do uh, it. Don't that's do it. So wild real quick, Paul, we have yeah. to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors. 
big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. Yes. Can I ask, so you live with June. You're married to June. Mm -hmm. You also work with June. You have a podcast together. Yes. And you're both in comedy Mm -hmm. and you both have had very successful careers. At any point, was it hard to work together and or did you guys get jealous of each other? That's two questions. No, I'll answer it all. No, it's great. Um, I'm going to say this. It's tricky. It's always going to be tricky in this kind of a field. But I think that as we we came up together, right? So I think there are certain points in our career where, you know, maybe June was experiencing a little bit more success than I was. And then mm-hmm. there were moments where I was experiencing some more success than June was. And now that we've been together for such a long time, it kind of like, it kind of almost balanced out to a certain degree, like, you know, on a certain level. I think there will always be a slight, like, like if I'm being completely honest, like a slight level of like, oh, I wish I was doing this. If you're if you're feeling mm-hmm. in that zone, like because we all get in those zones. Like I'm not working. I haven't done this thing. I haven't, I got nothing going on. Like, um, and you can get in that zone where you're you're literally watching your partner get to do something and you're in the zone where you're like, ah, oh, it's not, it's not clicking for me in this second. So yes, but at the other side of it, we're not going out for the same stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that to me is really the dividing factor. And and I was in a relationship before June where we were both in comedy and we both, um, you know, we, we did so much together that our relationship became our career and, mm-hmm. and that I did not like, and that's something I would never recommend to anybody. 
the podcast that June and I do is so easy. You know, we we basically do it in different rooms now in the quarantine of it all. But like, you know, we show up, we get to do it. It's an hour of our week or every other week even. It's not even a weekly thing. And then it's over. And and mm-hmm. so it's not like there's no work there. It's fun. There's no like business side to it. Like how did this get made? We are all, everyone there is equally important, but I do all the, <laughs> I do all that other stuff. I do the mini episodes. I do the mm-hmm. research. I do like, so I'm like, so they're, they basically June and Jason just pop in do be hilarious and then go so they like to to them and i think that's part of the the why that really works really well is because it's like it's in it's gone and we're back to our day and we mm-hmm. get and june and i get to go away on if we get to go on tour together that's really fun because we only get to look at a night out so i'll say that and i'm going to continue to answer this and say that um you know i think that when we have worked together like when when we did ntsf on uh, adult swim together I was the boss and she was somebody I cast in the show and I was aware of her as that, but we were not again, co-creators. We were not like, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and she would come when she had to be on set and leave when she didn't. And, you know, and she, like we had a respect for each other. So I think to me, the secret of that is not building yourselves together. Like, it's not like, like, and I'm impressed with people who do like, when I look at like Natasha and Moshe, like, I'm like, Oh, that's mm-hmm. amazing. They get to go off and do stand up together. And I actually really, it seems like it may actually work really well together. Like they get to do it. They're, they're their own thing. I just feel like if you're writing everything together, if you're doing everything together, like who are mm-hmm. you as a performer and who are you? Cause I think what I love is being able to come home and be like, Oh my God, X, Y, and Z, or this person is driving me crazy. And we have separate lives. Like mm-hmm. they, this morning I was out on, we were taking a walk. We we're on an Airbnb right now and we were taking a walk and she was just telling me about this thing about, she was pitching me this idea that she's been working on. And it felt so great not to be like a collaborator in that idea. Yeah. Like I already know about this and we're like yes. working it out. It's just like, Ooh, that's a good idea. I have fresh eyes. I can give you, you know, feedback and notes and whatnot. Yeah. And I can walk away from it. And, and so mm-hmm. that, so yes. So long story short, you, I think you'd be lying to yourself if you said that there's nothing there. But when you're both working and you're both feeling fulfilled, there's no problem. And then I think it's those moments where you like hit a dry spot or like you're like are unhappy mm-hmm. in something and you see somebody else being happy in something. And you're like, oh, fuck, I want to do that. I wish I was doing that. I would like to go away on, you know, shoot a movie. So, you know, highs and lows. And I think the hardest thing that we ever kind of went through was because now we have kids. Like we went uh, when June was shooting long shot, we, we went with our, our amazing nanny and our our two kids and we were in vancouver and it was so cold it was so cold that when you went outside you it was hurt to breathe i had no friends around i couldn't perform we were kind of like locked in this like apartment where the kids were riding bicycles up and down the hallways the carpeted hallways because they couldn't go outside so like that was like hard and she was basically gone like 14 hours a day you know and 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 then you know working late on a friday night and sleeping in until like one or two in the afternoon like so that was like okay and then we couldn't do anything so that felt like very trapped but but that was i would say that was like the only really like tough time because i felt like i couldn't I couldn't even like have my outlet of like going to UCB or, 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 or working and that thing. So that, yeah. So that's a long answer. Would you like to date someone who is in like a comic a comedian, an actor? Like, would do you have any rules? I think my rule is if I were to date a comedian or an actor, I'd like to date someone who's at the same level as me just yes. to eradicate anyone being jealous yeah. Or me feeling some type of way. I don't think, yeah, I mean, I'm a human. So like, I do think I would be a little bit jealous if someone was a little bit further than me. And right. You're always going to, you're always going to feel it, but you, but you've also achieved enough right now where you are like, 
a thing. Like you are established. Mm-hmm. Like you, that's never going to go away. Like you may go higher. By the way, I want to talk to you about this. You are on a show that I'm so excited about. Phil Jackson. Uh, I love Phil Jackson. He created <sighs> this show. And this, this cast is amazing. It's like you. It's Carl Tart. Right? It's Echo mm-hmm. is in it too. Right? Yeah. It's an awesome cast. I'm so excited about this show. But now you are about to go on network. I mean, yes. Nailed it is giant. Nailed it is giant. And I know it. And I know it from being on it. And how people recognize me from it. I can only imagine what you get. But you are now going to be like young Sheldon. You are out there for the masses. There might be a poster of you in someone's room. Like, what is that? Like, how do you prep for that? Like, cause now you're like, are you, I mean, I know it's like putting the cart before the horse, but are you prepping at all? Like you're going to be a lot more in a public way, even though you already are, but it's uh-huh. more, it's more, it's network yeah, TV it's, is more. It's also a different presentation of myself like right. uh, it's acting yeah so that's different and acting is like what i love and i love comedy i love smart comedy i love dumb comedy yeah and it's got like a mixture of all of that in there and i love phil so much and the cast is like so fun but uh no i haven't really like thought about it <laughs> like what's gonna happen after it comes out other than i guess i'm just like ooh, people will see me as an actress right and okay. I think that's the most exciting thing for me. And I hope more comes from it. I don't know. Network television is such a, it's an elusive thing to me. I've never been on a network show uh, as a series regular. Uh, I've done some pilots where the network said, no, 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 we don't want this. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. uh, (laughs) But I'm like really fucking excited. I think it's going to be fun. Well, you are great. uh, And all, like I said, in all those creative ways, but I wonder if, this podcast is going to get a lot more interesting when that show comes on and it becomes like a thing. Like you watch these shows and like, however you like, all right, let me ask you this. Cause I don't know much about the show. I was mm-hmm. literally before lockdown, Phil had asked me, he's like, can you come to the table read of this thing? I was like, yep, I'll be there. And then it was like, mm-hmm. everything is shut down. <laughs> so, uh, but how are you portrayed on the show? Like, what is your MO? It's like, me. you know what? Yeah. Like my name it's on it's Nikki. It's based on okay. me. It's like this is a great thing. You followed the Will Smith. You followed the Will Smith model, <laughs> which is Will Smith said, if you ever do a TV show, name the character after yourself, because no matter what, they're always going to call mm-hmm. you by that show. They're always going to remember it. I, as someone who has been called Andre a million times from the league, uh, I, I recognize that. Uh, so you good. That's already great. You're being called roughly by your same name. Mm-hmm. But if you're you, that's an ad for, for dating. What they're gonna get. I do believe, I think this show, I think this show could open up doors for you in the dating world to different types of people, like a very different type of person. I didn't even think about that because nailed it truly. It seems as if the, the people who watch it are children, parents of children and stoners, people who Uh, love smoking the wacky tobacco, love to watch (laughs) me roll off tables. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what would you say you were a single man? This is an alternate universe. Mm. What do you respond the most to? Like how, like if a woman hit on you, what would you like the most? Oh man, that's a great, that's a great question. Um, or do you not like women hitting on you? Cause you like to make the first move. Oh no. I mean, if you're, if you're going to offer me a woman hitting on me, I will take it a hundred percent. I'm not, I have no, I have no, uh, I'm nervous because I never know when I'm reading a signal, when I'm not reading a signal. That was always something that I think I was very bad at when I was single. Like I was like, because people be like, 
like I remember somebody actually said to me many years later, like, oh yeah, I always thought you didn't like like me like that. I was like, oh no, I did. I didn't get anything. I never knew. Like I needed like I was a person who needed a lot of verbal confirmation. I was like, I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make a move that's gonna make you feel uncomfortable because all I saw, and this is what I was saying about playing out my chess game in my head, was all the ways it would go badly. Mm-hmm. Like I would see like if I, if I did this, I would go bum, 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 bum. And I'd see the dominoes fall for like a mile. So um, no, I think, you know, honestly, everybody they've ever connected with, it is just, I think it's like a fun, what you're describing where someone's getting competitive with you, it's that without the competitiveness. Yes. It's like a playful, mm-hmm. fun, like we're, in each other's face, not in each other's face, but like, you know, like it's like, it's a, like, I feel like that energy has always been good for me where it's, um, it's a little like, it's a little playful, but it's a like, I don't want to say rough, but it's not like a gen- I'm not like, Oh, Hey, how are you? Uh, what kind of drink are you having? You know, like that's not, that's like not my, my thing is like being out with people and having fun and kind of connecting and finding like a little, like, like a little, like, um, cove in a conversation like mm-hmm. oh like we're at a big dinner and then we have all we've like kind of partnered off or we go and we're walking like two feet behind everybody else is walking like those are the those are the people like because like oh i want to keep on talking to this person and i feel like the people that i that i've always dated are the people that i want to talk to on the phone with mm-hmm. like and that is something i don't want to talk on the phone with many people ever and in this day and age so like when i if i want to like continue a conversation and not just make it over text or get like, or get like, um, butterflies when a text comes in, like mm-hmm. that's when I know, like, that's like, these are the things that I look out for, but it is playful. I think playful is the thing I like. Okay. I could be playful. I mean, Nicole, you, you are, you are perfect. Like you, like, this is the thing that boggles my mind. You're perfect. Uh, like across the board, this is the bigger mystery than cereal, <laughs> this show, because <laughs> it makes no second, sense. I like, thought you meant like cereal you eat. And I was like, there's no oh. mystery. You put milk in it. But <laughs> I get it. Cereal, the podcast. Yeah, the, the podcast. Because <laughs> it's like, we, I can't figure it out. Look, I, that's why I think we need to get you out of this pond. I feel mm-hmm. like you're in a, you're in, you are in too small of a pond. I don't think that LA is a great place for dudes. I think that like once you've kind of seen, uh, you have to really wait for somebody special to kind of whoosh, like mm-hmm. drop in. You maybe you're waiting for that divorce to happen, or you're waiting for that year to pass from the divorce. Like you got you got to play it in such a different way. It's, it's a very, and everyone's going to be diving in on that person. That's why we need to expand the thing. Because right, all right, you are you're beautiful, you're funny, you're successful, uh, and and you're fun. You want to do fun stuff. What what else? What yeah, else would you want to do? That's all I ever want to do. Fun stuff. I was going to try to import someone from Amsterdam because my friend Michelle, Ooh. Michelle Buteau, her husband's from Amsterdam. And she was like, oh, yeah, they love black women over there. And I was like, "Ooh, OK. Get on that. So then I tried to join a, a dating site in the Netherlands, which I think is where Amsterdam is. I don't know. Yeah, I should right. first no, you're probably right. learn where the place is. No, uh, that's good. You don't, you don't need to. It's a direct flight. Just get on the flight. Go. <laughs> I joined it. I filled out all the things. And then it was like, we need $30 a month. And I was like, but I don't even know if this uh, is legit. I had to translate the page. So then I gave up as, as quickly as the idea came to me. I think, look. You're going to get something weird because all of a sudden you're talking about a 90 day fiance situation. Yes. We both know what's going on <laughs> in that show. So I, I don't want to see you do that. I, I would like to I would like to see you book some shows in the Netherlands 
and mm-hmm. then and then see what happens. Like, let's, yeah. let's do it that way. Yeah. Let, let's do it the, the right way. Let's let, let's not get on this thirty dollars a month thing because then I don't want to. I don't want to have to watch you on Lifetime and then after <gasps> after the ninety days before the ninety days. I want to see any of that stuff. But I just love ninety. No, I could never be on Ninety Day Fiance. That show's too wild. It's wild. I fucking love it. It's truly a treat to watch these people be lunatics. But now you also travel around the country. Yes. And that doesn't like people are not coming up to you after a show. Not really. Okay. Um, for the most part, my audience isn't really like straight men. I okay. have, I would say, I used to say I had like eight straight male fans. I think I have like 12 to 14 because like three or four oh. have recently DM'd to be like, I'm a straight male fan uh, and my girlfriend also loves you. People right, love so. to slide into my DMs to tell me that them as a couple like me or they love me, but they're uh, a gay man and uh, oh. I, I don't have the parts that they want. Uh, but, and I never get dick pics. I used to get dick pics from this one man who had a whole family, which was so strange to me. He would send them. And then I clicked on his little icon and I was like, wait, you're posting pictures of your family and your wife and how much you love her. But then you're sending me your mm, slightly mediocre dick. Mm. I don't know. Is Nobody any, slides like, in my DMs. Well, first I have two questions here. Is there any, this is a question that I think only, well, I don't know if you can answer it because you maybe don't have enough experience with it. Are there any good dick pics? Is there is is it possible mm. to take a good dick? I don't think that that's a, a, a photograph that ever is going to be looking good. <laughs> I think a good dick pic is not just the penis. Okay. I think it's like a like Playgirl or like right. a, I don't okay. know like a new like a tasteful nude like that Geraldo Rivera one where he was in the or what he was going for in that was shot. That like was like a mirror selfie. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. he was like, had a lot of muscles, but it was it was not the not the right person, but the right post. All right, uh-huh. the other the other thing was this: I get that all the time with June. I will have so many women tell me that June is their crush. So I am mm-hmm. basically fielding uh, a lot of uh, gay women who are just like tell your wife that I love her. And I'm like, oh, and I will. I am happy to. But I also feel like they might take me out. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That must feel nice to be like, oh, my partner's wanted by so many people and I get to have her. I got her. I got her. But you know what? I think that back to everything, like, you know, it's, we talked about this the other day too. Like the idea, like, Yes, it is amazing to be in a great relationship, but it's not easy. And I mm-hmm. think that like, I think that there's like this fat, like this people are so, I think people get out of relationships because they think, well, it's not fun anymore. It's like, of course it's not fun mm-hmm. because the work comes in and the work is what you need to continue to build. And it gets, not that it gets, it, it's more fulfilling and it's better. And there are so much fun, so many fun moments in it, but it's not like just an autopilot thing. Like, and mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, and I think that like one of the best things about June and I, I, and um, she's not over my shoulder, but uh, she would, I think agree to it is that we would, we can, and we do fight. And I think mm-hmm. that people who don't fight, I'm always worried about. Why are you not fighting? You're mm-hmm. living with this person. You're with this person. You can fight and you can also fight and not be afraid that you're going to lose this person. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I think that that, and I think that, but fighting is part of like working the issues out, figuring out what's going on, but being respectful of each other. And sometimes maybe you're not. And, but you have to, I think you have to like dig in and it gets uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And there, and I will say in the 15 or 16 years we've been together, like there've been patches where you're like, okay, this has been a rough patch. Like, I would even say like, here's like three or four months that have just been like, okay, fine. I mean, it's like, I don't, never stop loving her with mm-hmm. all my heart, but it's like, it's not clicking right now. It's just like, it's being a little bit like, okay, we're just getting through and that's mm-hmm. okay. And then it, and then it 
pulls back up. Like I think it, you cycles of everything go like through that, you know? And again, it's not, again, 15 years in, like it's a different level. Like we're not clicking. It's, it's just sort of like a, you're like, okay, yeah, we're just on each other's case mm-hmm. a lot right now. And what is it? And you have to figure out what that is and then you figure it out and then you fix it and you move on. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to hear that like it is hills and valleys and that's yeah. something to expect. Uh, but Paul, we've come to the end and oh my gosh. I ask all my guests this. Yeah. Would you date me? Oh, Nicole, I've already said it. A hundred percent. Come on, we. Uh, there's nothing. There's nothing to debate. It's it, it, this is. I'm. I'm now obsessed with finding somebody who. Who look. You. I think the world is your oyster. Honestly, I. Well, I feel do like, you have single friends? I told you, no, no one that you need to be with. <laughs> um, no, I. That you know, honestly, I have to say that my only single friend. I only have one left. One left, I believe. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, one. Holy cow. Jason Manzoukas, that's it. Has he been on this show? <laughs> he hasn't been on this show because uh, actually, well, I'm going to tailor a show for him because okay. he was like, I don't really want to talk about my personal dating life. And I was like, yeah. that's fine. Uh, I've had like two episodes where the, like, I knew that they didn't really want to talk about their dating life. So yeah. I asked like one question and then was hit with like a, yeah. like an answer that circumvented it. And I was like, all right, cool. Uh, so I was like, I'm just going to figure out how to, I'm going to like tailor an episode for him because I think he's so funny and so wonderful. Yeah, he's the best. Um, but again, he's somebody you work with. So it, it's tricky uh, or some work mm-hmm. with occasionally. Um, Nicole, this has been such a pleasure. You're the yes, best. Thank you. And for if doing I find it. somebody, I'm going to, I'm going to let you know, but I think this Uh-oh, NBC thing is, is a child be, crying. Do you yeah, got to go? Is, I feel like this is going to be as my exit cue. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'll let you go. I'll right, do the bye. outro by myself. Bye, Paul. Bye-bye. <laughs> if you like that episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like, you can subscribe, you can uh, rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you send me something uh, hitting on me, I'll read it. This person said, Hi, Nicole. I've been trying to think of a clever way to hit on you for a while, and I finally got it. I set up a time to meet at your house late at night. My spouse and I will come in the night. Fuck you so good you pass out. You'll wake up in the morning feeling sore between your legs, but not from having a lot of memories from the night before. Uh Uh Uh-oh. You will start to think to yourself, did I just get fucked by ghosts? Okay, maybe not that clever, but I tried. You know... That was, it got a little dicey for me at a set, like a a moment where I didn't know what was happening, but then it was ghosts. I get what you were trying to do. Um, I think it's okay. (laughs) Okay, bye-bye. That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by, oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. mobilecom